0: You are listening to Noteworthy Differences.
1: Please welcome our special guest, Anthony Church, a talented music producer and podcast host from Northeast Ohio. Since 2016, they have been actively involved in creating uh, music and collaborating with independent artists worldwide, uh, primarily in the hip-hop and R&B genres. Additionally, every Church is the host of the renowned podcast, Riven Knowledge, a platform designed to inspire and ignite people's dreams for captivating conversations and thought-provoking discussions they provide uh, valuable insights and explore the secrets to success with an ear for emerging uh, trends and exceptional production skills he has established uh, himself as a tastemaker in the music industry that uh, in his passion for fostering creativity and empowering others is evident in his work making uh, him a true inspiration join us as we delve into uh, the captivating world of music production and podcasting and uncover and the extraordinary journey of this remarkable artist and storyteller welcome to the show anthony
0: man thank you for having me like i said i appreciate you for you know getting back with me and i've been excited for this for the last few weeks so happy to be here man
1: yeah awesome It's great for you to reach out and i was, I was excited and uh To see what you're about as well and um great Mm -hmm. to see you grow in that time as well yeah um absolutely yeah we'll we'll get into it um how do you balance your roles as a music producer and podcast host and how do they sort of complement each other in your career so
0: yeah so i i started music first around 2016 so i was already doing that making beats working with different artists like i started with just my artist Um, and then I didn't get heavy into the podcasting until 2020. So that was kind of when I got things going with that. And, uh, for me, it was kind of just figuring out how to, you know, keep one kind of balanced with the other. So for the podcast, I only do one episode a week. And I know that I usually record the episode on like a Monday or a Tuesday, and I'll put out an episode for release on every Tuesday. So I kind of set a schedule in place for that. As far as music goes, music I kind of do every day. Like I'll always wake up and I'll create an idea, even if it's not something that's going to be ever used as a full song. Maybe it's just a little melody or I add some drums in there or something. So I'm always kind of making music when I can in between my whole day. The podcast is definitely more scheduled out and planned out as far as, you know, I keep three or four weeks ahead on recording the episodes and then, like I said, I put them out the same day every week so people know when to expect my content to come out. It gives me time to also create like the thumbnails and everything, write captions, um, even book new guests for upcoming episodes. So that's a lot more strategic as opposed to music where, like I said, I'm just doing that whenever I have the time to do it. It's usually two to three ideas a day on a good day. Some days it might just be one idea. Um, but I'm always trying to sneak those things in there to you know, just have new ideas going. But the podcast, as far as just keeping the balance, I think the schedule helps keep the balance mm. because it allows you to be more disciplined with everything else you're doing. And as far as how they complement one another, um, I kind of made the podcast specifically music related, so it could uh, link directly to what I was doing with production and music making and things like that. So... A big thing for me is when i talk to artists especially i use the podcast as kind of like an introduction for me and the artist so i can get to know them Mm -hmm. within the context of the interview and then from there you know if we connect on more of a personal basis um you know we we might end up working together and and then it's kind of mutually beneficial for both people where you know either they'll ask me to be on the show or i'll ask them Mm -hmm. And it's just a great opportunity for an artist to get to tell their story. And while they're doing that and I get to release that and people get to hear that, I'm also taking that information in as well. So I'm thinking in my mind, like, you know, can we work together? Do we have kind of similar views on things? Mm -hmm. Are our sounds going to match? Things like that. So it's kind of just like the best of both worlds where the podcast directly feeds into what I do with music. Now, not every guest I'm going to work with. That's just obvious yeah, that I, that, know, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I've had over a hundred guests now. So it's like, it's not, it's not always possible to work with everyone, sure. but it's still just, even if I don't work with them, giving them that opportunity and just being able to have a good conversation with someone that is like-minded and someone that might be going through the same things as you, that's really what matters mm-hmm. to me at the end of the day. So they are kind of linked indirectly And as far as content goes, too, for social media, like the podcast is perfect to go with what I'm already posting that's music-related because it's directly related as a music show. So it it just all goes hand-in-hand, and that's kind of going to be, you know, how it continues, I think, moving forward.
1: Awesome. And uh, can you share a memorable moment uh, from your podcast, Proven Knowledge? Uh, You know, where do you see or where you felt like a significant impact that was made on your listeners?
0: Yeah. So I honestly think one of the better moments was reaching a hundred episodes. Uh, Mm. and the hundredth episode was, it wasn't an interview actually. So I ended up trying to get a guest that was a bigger artist and it kind of fell through. I didn't get him on in time and I was about to miss my deadline. So I was like, I'm just going to do An episode where i kind of recap the last couple years because the uh, 100th episode was recorded a year ago so it came out i think at the end of may of 2022 so what i did was i decided to kind of just tell stories to the listeners about how the podcast came to be and then use it as kind of an episode to thank everyone as well and be like thank you guys for all your help all the listeners all the guests that we got on for the first hundred episodes Uh, And it was kind of cool for me to just reflect about, you know, how far it had come in the two years and just be like, wow, I was able to stay consistent enough where I did 100 episodes. Like I would have never thought that even beginning that that would be possible and that I could, you know, get 100 people to be like, hey, I want to be on your platform, you know, because you don't. And you, I feel like you probably feel like this too. You don't really feel like that when you start out, you, you might just start out not knowing how it's going to go, or if people are even going to be open to the idea of mm. coming on the show to begin with. So yeah, you're just, you're just once it starts happening, <laughs> exactly. The, the more it starts like going right and you start getting that good feedback, it gives you more confidence to keep going. Um, so I really just did that and, and, being able to reflect about that and tell it out loud and just kind of tell the story, um, was very like opening for me. And I, and I hope it was used to inspire other people too, to be like, well, if he did that and he wasn't even planning to be a podcaster, maybe I could do that. You know, maybe I could start a show and kind of just see what happens, um, you know, just from a small idea and just see how it grows. So that was kind of, I always think about that moment and even moving forward and, uh, it's more of a unique episode just because it was me, and it's the only episode so far that hasn't been a, an interview. And I might do that. I might do something like that again on like the 200 episode or something. Like kind of just check in with people and uh, thank them and kind of share some stories of you know some of the guests that I had that I enjoyed their conversation. And um, that that's really the one that comes to mind the most just because it's such a unique episode. So. Well.
1: Awesome. And how do you approach um, collaborating with independent artists from around the world? And how has this uh, global collaboration enriched your uh, creative process?
0: Yeah. So I really always, like I was talking about earlier about, you know, do we share the same vision? That's kind of where it starts with any type of collaborative effort. I think you have to share the same like values, viewpoints, and kind of you have to share the same direction as far as where you're gonna go or where, where you want to take it. So you you kinda have to start out with that conversation, um, just to see if you're similar people. And then I feel if I feel like, you know, it's it's gonna go well and, and we can communicate in a good way, then we just start kicking ideas back and forth. I usually send instrumentals without even telling an artist. Like if we're kind of locked in of we're gonna do a lot of songs, I might just send them some of the ideas that I'm creating throughout the day or throughout the week. Um, and like I said, don't even give mm. them a notice, just send it to them and then we'll see where it goes. Okay. Um, and, and I do work remotely with a lot of different people just because I'm in an area that doesn't have a ton of artists around. Mm. So I've always had to just look outside to kind of figure out who am I going to work with? And even when I'm finding artists, I usually go to Instagram and I'll look through hashtags or I'll look at mutual followers and see, you know, what artists are doing cool things that I enjoy. I have to be a fan of their music first to be like, okay, I want to work with this person. If -hmm. someone comes to me and they're like, you know, I see you working with artists, kind of want to work with you. The process is still that same thing. It's like, we need to have that conversation first before we decide we're going to move forward and see if our you know, viewpoints are in that same lane so we could get the best result at the end of the day and really just keeping it personable as well because I think a lot of artists, they feel that Mm. sometimes the producers or even their other collaborators might just be in it for either the monetary stuff or they might just be in it to kind of use them as a stepping stone for something else. I always wanted to feel like a mutual relationship where it's like we're both giving and getting the same things out of this. You know what I mean? And it feels natural.
1: Uh, and I do you think kinda, it's a supportive community.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. And I, I feel like a lot of artists appreciate that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They appreciate the more personable um, approach and uh, that's just how I am. And I, I think I care so much about it that I would never want an artist to feel like I'm like steering the whole direction. I'm like, we're in this together. We got to steer this thing together. You know what I mean? We got to, kick ideas back and forth to where we feel good about the end result and that we're both happy with where it ends up. So that's really kind of my process, how it's been. I think it's how it's always going to be even working in person. It's the same exact thing. And just trying to figure out what does this artist Mm -hmm. want to do? Where are they trying to get to and how can I help them get there? You know what I mean?
1: Hmm. That's good. Uh, Insightful. Um, as a tastemaker in the music industry, what, what recent trends or changes have you observed? And uh, how have you... What have you had to do to stay ahead of identify emerging uh, talent? I think it's pretty good. Yeah, so... Well, I appreciate
0: you calling me tastemaker. I don't know if I am a tastemaker. I just... I enjoy music. <laughs> you correct I it. do some stuff. <laughs> I do some stuff. I'll take it. I'll take the compliment. But I think just... Really yeah. just the whole... Because for me, being a producer, it's a little different than being an artist. Like I know artists have to keep up with a lot of things, and it kind of depends on what you're looking to do. For me, where I'm at now is I'm trying to get to the point where I can keep putting out music myself and also do production work in the back end, do work for higher stuff. So really, for me, it's always been trying to keep up with where the business side is at, too, So I could be able to still make money to kind of feed what I'm doing with my own artist stuff and my own projects. And then also have clients on the side and be like, okay, I can make some money here and I can invest that money back into what I'm doing. Um, So just trying to find ways to make like passive income, things like that, Um, have those things going, have clients directly. And it's really just, you know, still trying to understand more about streaming still trying to understand more about publishing and where the money's coming from, how you, you can, you know, get all these different uh, streams of income to really just generate the whole ship pretty much. And there's different kind of, I always call it like a pirate ship wheel where there's mm-hmm. little spokes on a pirate ship wheel. That's your whole career. And the little spokes are all the different ways that you can, you know, use that to feel what you're doing. Um, but it, it really just is like you discover new things, especially about the music industry, because it is such a very weird place and it's changed so much, especially in the mm. last like 10 to 15 years. You always got to keep up with things. I'm always listening to podcasts, either music business podcasts or just industry stuff. Um I used to be just super on like the technical side about like, you mm. know, just learning production stuff and not paying attention to the business stuff. But now I feel like I'm much more business oriented where I'm trying to look into like email marketing and how to connect with people, how to create opportunities for people and just apply these in my own way. Um, So it's just kind of staying disciplined in that way because you always want to, you want to have the balance between You know, and this obviously depends on if you're trying to do it for a career as well, because a lot of people just do music as a hobby or for fun, which there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going for it as a career, you still need to figure out how to keep the joy involved in it, too. Mm. So for me, that's That's where I'm like, I got to figure out. Yeah, I got to figure out, like, I got to be able to monetize this and keep it growing. But I also don't want to lose the joy of it, because if you lose the joy, then it's just like any other job. You know what I mean? And then, and then it's like, well, the creativity is starting to be lost. So luckily I'm, I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a good space right now Okay, and it's just slowly, but steadily growing. And that's really what I'm trying to focus on the most at the moment and just yep. keep that in mind.
1: Awesome. And, and can you share a specific instance, uh, where you witnessed the transformative power of inspiring others or individuals to pursue their dreams?
0: Does this mean as far as something that I have done that might have gotten good feedback potentially just in the past? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, we can go down that route. Yeah. You don't have to mention any names as well, but I mean, just, yeah, you can even cover the scenario. I mean, or yeah, from point A to B, yeah, through.
0: I don't even know if it's a specific scenario. I just know recently just hearing a lot Uh of positive feedback from different peers, even people I've been connected with the last few years and they can Mm -hmm. be artists. They're now asking me advice on like the podcast, for example, I had uh, an artist who I've been connected with the last few years, and now she's wanting to start a podcast. She's asking me for advice. And I'm like, I'm still trying to learn stuff myself. You know what I mean? So I'm it's still trying to figure it out. Goes, don't ask me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, even it's not even the don't ask me. It's more like it, I was surprised that she came to yeah, me of all people. You know what I mean? So it's Just like
1: a saying down yeah, under. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It feels
0: <laughs> it feels good though to be to have that happen. You know what I mean? Cause it goes to show that people are seeing what you're doing and they respect it and they want to seek advice from you. So I think even just that and just having different people, um, give compliments about what I've been doing as far as mm-hmm. even doing like Spotify playlists for people and just showing support and just being genuine. I mean, it, it's really just, it, it feels good because a lot of the time you feel like you're in it alone or that Mm -hmm. no one's really like seeing what you're doing or they might not understand it so when that happens it's always a great thing and that's really at the end of the day I mean you can't ask more than to just inspire someone else in that way you know what I mean it's like you like like I was talking about earlier with relationships even if we're not working one-on-one together Mm -hmm. it's like if they saw something that I did and that helped them spark an idea for themselves and what they're doing. Well, then that's good enough for me. You know what I mean? Cause it goes to show that yeah. all the ideas, all the time you spend coming up with ideas and content and how you're going to release things. It's like, sometimes it feels in vain, but mm. then, you, then when those things happen, you understand it's not, it's really like you're actually serving someone else and hopefully they can do the same for someone else. in the yeah. chain of, that whole cycle continues you know what i mean so that's kind of how i view it i think
1: take us back to the beginning of your music journey i would inspire you to to start creating music and uh how's your style yeah evolved over time that'd, that'd be interesting yeah
0: so i i like i said earlier i started in uh 2016 so i started officially right out of high school mm-hmm. uh and i had been i've been a music fan for obviously my whole life pretty much even going back to being a young kid through my parents through my grandparents uh my brother and i we shared an ipod for a long time so we had the same playlist for yeah, a while which uh um,
1: ipod model Let's we'll see how the old nano. you know. the, the nano from 08 okay. yeah was the classic
0: not, <laughs> i was gonna say you you probably had like the 2003 version but I was like two thousand eight, <laughs> two thousand nine, but going, um,
1: yeah, sort of it. Sort of, yeah.
0: I got I gotta figure out where that iPod is, by the way. But uh yeah, so so basically just from there, I remember around middle school I started getting into kind of my own taste in music. Like I, I got my own phone and I remember going to Pandora Radio at the time. That was a big thing. And I just would go to artist channels and just start discovering music. And then all throughout high school is when I started studying music production and what that was, and I didn't understand. Um, I, it took me a while to realize you could make a full song just on a computer. That kind of like blew my mind because I always thought you needed like a band with instruments and stuff, like traditional the way it's always been done, like before. And I didn't understand that computer-based music was a thing and like people were doing that. So I just started studying and different producers. And uh, it just took me a while to kind of get the discipline built up to actually begin because I didn't want to start and then and stop. And I feel like in high school, I was still, I don't think I was mature enough to actually begin and keep it going. So I'm glad that it happened when it did because mm-hmm. I, I knew that after high school, I was like, I got to do something because I don't really have a much of a plan here. So I kind of just started. I was 19 years old, bought a laptop, bought a MIDI keyboard, um, and just began and just started started small. And when, it, when I started out, it was really just going to YouTube, watching tutorials, trying to figure out, like, how to make beats. Um, I have a program called FL Studio that's used by a lot of different producers out there, and I remember watching... Um, People like Busyworks Beats, he was the guy that did a lot of FL Studio tutorials, learned a lot from that guy, learned a lot from just different people on how to record songs, how to just put sequencing together, sound selection, Uh, and I would even go to YouTube and find samples and just rip them off YouTube and try and sample them, and it was usually terrible. So like that whole first year was just making a lot of bad music, really. So that's Uh, a process. I didn't even... Yeah, exactly. And (laughs) I didn't even feel comfortable sending anything to anyone for about a year or so. Um, And then just just how it is with anything, you got to continue to keep going, even when it's bad. So that way you can eventually get good. And I just slowly started to notice it getting better, started to send to people, was getting some good feedback, and it just slowly continued to snowball from there. And then you know, you just see that progress, and then when you look back, you're like, okay, we're, we're kind of getting where we want to be. It just has taken a lot of time, and even today, I think I, I'm I'm a lot quicker now, and um, I'm I'm better at sound selection, better at mixing all that stuff. But it's like I never want to feel like I know it all either. I always got to feel like there's something more to learn, or there's just ways to get better. So. But compared to where it was seven years ago, it's just such a night and day difference. So that's mm. how you know
1: good to look that, back on you know, yeah.
0: progress has been made. So yeah. yeah.
1: Sweet. Going back to a couple of questions prior, but um just to add on, um how do you approach collaborating uh, with artists and who have different creative visions that like you said, you don't you don't take everyone on. Um and it's yeah. a selection. And can you share uh, then a memorable collaboration that impacted your work?
0: Yeah. So in 2020, so this was like right when the pandemic started, yeah. I connected with an artist. She's from St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does a lot of like synth pop and a lot of different styles that I had not done before. I usually do like hip hop and R and B. That's kind of where like my main wheelhouse is and kind of where I feel good about. She does a lot of different um genres and it's a totally different style so we connected and we just had a lot of like good energy i think as far as just our conversations were going and i would just send her ideas and she's also a producer as well so she sings and produces and engineers she kind of does a little bit of everything i would send her beats and she would kind of dissect my ideas and then like put her own flavor on it and make something new um and we kind of just started doing that for a few months. And then we released like two singles that eventually led to an EP and it was called Blood Red. Her name is Cherry Luna, by the way. So her artist name, Cherry Luna. And we did a collaborative EP yeah, called Blood can Red. drop her in the
1: show notes as well. That'd be good. Yeah. And Save I that think that, later.
0: yeah. And I think that that collaboration was just so natural. Like it never felt a for, like a forced thing. And it really surprised me that mm-hmm. I could connect with someone that I didn't even think our styles would mesh well. But she had such a good vision herself where and she's so musically talented that it was like she just made it work. Mm-hmm. And we're actually in the process now of working on more music. So nice. we took the last couple of years. We're doing our own thing. And now we're back. Uh, I'm sending her a lot of ideas and we're working on like a bigger project we're going to do probably a full album this time mm-hmm. but we've always stayed in touch the last like three years and i'm just i'm just happy that that connection happened because it's really when you reach out to people you don't know you know you might not even get a response ever so you just yeah. kind of got to reach out to people and see what happens and i feel like the right people will come back and that's kind of one of those instances where it felt like the right person to Mm. connect with and we just had a good relationship ever since she's done features for my artist and we've just kind of supported each other every step of the way so that's definitely the one that always comes to mind that you know that's that's how you wish everything would be you know it's not always that way but Mm. uh it's good it's good when you meet people like that yeah
1: we all started um we still all start off as strangers you know so yeah. Yeah, exactly. Go. That's good. Good, good thing. You put your, um, put it out there and then mm-hmm. know, it's uh that's the ideal scenario. Right. You're right. Yeah. Um, what advice uh, do you have for aspiring artists looking to make their mark in the industry? And, uh, are there any specific strategies or lessons that you've learned along the way that you could share with um, them? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I, to me, and this is the thing I always have to even remind myself about is patience is probably the biggest thing uh, for me, especially. And you always feel like you want to find like shortcuts or if someone might come along and be like, Hey, I have this way where you can bypass all this work and it's just this easy thing. And then you start to realize the more that you go, that there is no mm, shortcut no and you really got to gotta put that, you really got to put that work in. Like you really got to, mm dedicate your, I don't want to say your life, but kind of your life because you have to make sacrifices. You have Mm -hmm. to prioritize it to where if you really want to do it, you got to show up every single day, like with the same energy of, you know, you want to get this done. You want to do these things, but you can't rush it either because everything has a time and place. Um, So it's really like finding the balance of, are you willing to show up every day And oh, you're also willing to wait for these opportunities, but also don't be too complacent either because I, when I started out, I originally just was waiting for people to give me opportunities or waiting to be discovered or waiting for whatever, but it doesn't work like that either because if you just sit there and wait, no one's coming to get you, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? If you're not putting the work in, if you're not showing people what you're doing, why would they care? at all to even give you any opportunity. So you gotta start, it has to start with you first where you're putting in the work and you're showing people, here's Mm -hmm. what I have to offer the world, like here's why I matter, what I'm doing matters. And then you're much more likely to get the opportunities, but you should always try and create your own opportunities before anyone gives you anything. That's how I've always looked at it. And But patience is just the biggest thing because at every step of the journey you want to get to the next step because you're always looking ahead but it just it all has its own timing but if you continue to align yourself with your goals you start to get more and more closer to where you want to be and just appreciate each day that's the biggest thing you got to be happy with where you are now or else you're never going to be happy you know what i mean you you got to you can't be totally unsatisfied with your life all the time. You gotta appreciate today, because we are, we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. You know that's just how it is. That's just how life is. So, all of those things in one. It's a, it's very complicated, very can be very difficult, but just keep going. Like don't give up. Obviously, because that's really the only way that it's never gonna work is if you just stop. So, but patience is kind of the overarching theme of all of it to me
1: Mm. and uh aspiring artists can reach out to yourself church
0: yeah so uh i would say my email i'm not going to do that though i'll say social media um instagram primarily at anthony underscore church 24 um twitter too at Ant underscore church 24 i'm i'm definitely more active on instagram so you know if you want to be on the podcast if you want to potentially work on music or just connect and we'll see what we can do and i'm definitely Mm -hmm. excited to always i'm always on the lookout for new people uh to work with new talented individuals out there so definitely don't hesitate to reach out
1: cool and uh final question my memoir question is a special one for the show um when you pass on, what would you like to have been known for?
0: Oh, man. um, I honestly just hope that, like I was talking about earlier about having a positive impact on people, like yep. it, the most simple thing to me is just if I could inspire anyone to do what they love to do, then that's really all that matters. so if you know if I'm remembered by even one person like that, and they say that guy inspired me, to do what I'm doing now, but that's all that really matters. You know, you can't take Mm -hmm. any of this stuff with you. So I'm just, I'm, I'm really satisfied with that. And that's, that's what we do, especially as artists, that's what we do it for in general, you know, we do it to help the next generation or just help people shift their perspective and give them more confidence in themselves to be who they really are. So that's, that's what I would want my lasting impact to be, I think.
1: It's good. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining me. And it was a good conversation. Good to, yeah, uh, get to know well, you. More I appreciate better.
0: it. Yeah, I appreciate you for getting back with me, man. And I just want to tell you as well to keep keep going and keep doing what you're doing. And I think what you what you got going here is is awesome. And I love how you give insight on a lot of different people that do a lot of different things. And I am very happy to have connected with you, man. So keep it up.
1: Pleasure is mine also.
0: You are listening to Noteworthy Differences.